As many of you know, for the last couple of weeks, we've been in the middle of a conversation about choosing our faith and talking about uh, all the various aspects that go into how we go about deciding what we believe and how scripture is such an important part of that. Uh, Pastor Chris opened that conversation last week when she began talking about the Bible. And uh, we, we want to continue that conversation this week as the Pathfinders take a slightly different take on scripture, one that's very much growing out of what was open for us last week, but may take you just one more step uh, through music, through stories, through scripture that is shared this morning. We hope that you will kind of find that thread and theme that ties all of these pieces together into a picture of scripture and what the Bible is for in our life that will be meaningful to you and uh, give you a chance to reflect on that question today. And so with that in mind, we'd like to invite you to uh, enter in with us as the Calamasa Pathfinders lead in worship this morning. Would you stand, please, as we get started? At this time, we'd like to invite the congregation to join us as we read our call to worship together. The congregation, led by Mr. Riddle, will read the bold print. And we will read the light print. In the beginning was the word. And the word of the Lord came to Abram. The word of the Lord came to Samuel. The word of the Lord came to Nathan. The word of the Lord came to Jehu. The word of the Lord came to Elijah. The word of the Lord came to Jeremiah. The word of the Lord came to Ezekiel. The word of the Lord came to Joel. The word of the Lord came to Jonah. And the word was with God. In relationship with God, something like when a father and son are with each other, side by side, together. And the word was God. Jesus said, when you have seen me, you have seen the Father. Through him, all things were made. Without him, nothing was made that has been made. In him was life. And that life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness. But the darkness has not understood it. And the word of the Lord came to Mary. And the word of the Lord came to Joseph. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. And we have seen the glory of the one and only who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. Let those who have ears hear. Let's bow our heads uh, for our morning prayer. Good morning, God. We are here together just to praise you, worship you, and learn from you this morning. We thank you that we have the Pathfinders here to help lead in that, in the praise of you, and uh, to focus on perhaps some of the things you have to tell us this morning. We would ask that you be with us Throughout this service, help us to learn what you would have us learn. In Christ's name I pray. Amen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 
Hey, Stephen. Oh, hey, Alex. What you doing? I'm just singing my little B-I-B-L-E song. It's a cool little song that goes I along with I knew what you were singing. I'm asking what you're doing with that axe. Oh, I'm just chopping some wood. Looks like it's a lot of work. Well, it can be, but when you have a nice sharp blade like this, it goes a lot easier. Well, doesn't having a sharper blade make it a lot oh, there's more, a knot there. more dangerous too? Well, it could be, but what you've got to remember is the axe is a tool, not a toy. And if you treat it with respect and use it for what it was intended to be used, things can go a lot smoother and safer. And if you don't? Then people get hurt. Oh. That's why here at Pathfinders, we always train our young people before we let them use our axes, knives, and other sharp materials. Well, I guess when you use things the way they weren't intended to be used, people could get hurt. I know. Get hurt? Did someone get hurt? Was it the axe? No, Cheyenne, we're okay. We're all good. Okay. All ten fingers. If you say Ten fingers. If you say so. So what's on your mind, Cheyenne? Well, I've been trying to find transportation for a trip our youth group is taking. I've got about six people to find rides for. Oh, so you need another car. Yeah, I've been trying to if we need, decide if we need to take the church van or if we can squeeze everyone into a Honda Accord one of the parents is driving. I have the answer for you. Really? Yeah, Acts 2.46. Acts 2.46? Yep. Any hey, particular does it, version? Does anybody out there have a Bible I could use? Anyone? Anyone? Thank oh, you, thank nice. you. What I does think, Acts 2.46 say? Well, let's see, we can read it for ourselves here. Here we go. Uh, uh, sorry, Emma. How uh, long does it take, here man? Here, write that. Read that. And they, continuing daily with one accord in the temple. There it is, there it is, there it is. One accord. <sighs> so you've got to be kidding me, right? It's the B I B L E, you know. Wow, I didn't know Honda was such an old company. It's Thank not. You. Cheyenne. How many seatbelts does the Accorder have thinking, thinking about have? Five. And how many people do you need seats for? Six. So it should be pretty obvious that you should take the church van. Are you sure? But the Bible said. I'm very sure. Okay. Thanks, guys. I'll see you later. See ya. <laughs> so um, you didn't like how I interpreted scripture, huh? Let's just say if you handled that axe the way you just handled the Bible, you would have cut your own leg off. I was just having a little fun, just messing with Cheyenne's head a little <sighs> Great. bit. But you know, what's to keep people from doing what I just did? I mean, there's a lot of stuff in the Bible you wouldn't exactly want to try at home. Boy, I'll sure say. I mean, look at Jephthah and his daughter. Oh, yeah. Or like Solomon and his wives. Look what some religious groups have done with that one. And the Bible says the sun goes up and down, but we really know that the earth revolves around the sun. So, what's to, the real question here is, how do we keep people from using the Bible to come up with their own screwy ideas instead of what it was intended to be used for? That is an excellent question. Maybe it has something to do with the way you handle that axe. Huh? I don't get it. Well, the Bible itself says that God's word is like a very sharp blade. And how do we handle very sharp blades? Very carefully. Because if we don't... Then people could get hurt. Exactly. So the question we need to be asking ourselves is how do we use the Bible the way it was intended to be used? That's a very good question.
Well, you know, I'm kind of thirsty from all this chopping wood. What, I'm going to go get some water. You want to come? Sure. All right. I, I like Arrowhead. I like that tap water. You tap know. water? Tap water. I get name brands. Dude. Aquafina. About the scriptures, Peter said, We weren't just making this up when we told you about Jesus. We were there. We saw with our own eyes. We were with them. We could not be more sure of what we saw. And you will do well to stay focused on this. The main thing to keep in mind is that no prophecy of scripture is a matter of private opinion. It's not something concocted in the human heart. But it resulted when the Holy Spirit prompted men and women to speak for God. About the scriptures, the author of Hebrews says, For the word of God is living and active, sharper than any double-edged sword. It judges the thoughts and attitudes of the heart. And about the scriptures, Peter says, All scripture is God-breathed. And is useful for teaching. Rebuking, correcting. And training in righteousness. So that all God's people may be thoroughly equipped for every good work. And about the scriptures, David sang, Oh, how I love your law. I meditate it all day long. I have more insight than all my teachers, for I meditate on your statutes. How sweet are your words to my taste, sweeter than honey to my mouth. And with that in mind, we'd like to invite all the children to come down to the front to join us for the children's story. We're going to be telling the story up here on the platform, so if you all could sit on the steps and the floor and look up this way, that'd be great. All right, I have a story to share with all of you this morning that I think you all are gonna find pretty interesting. Um, I'm gonna be reading the story and while I'm reading it, some of my Pathfinder friends are gonna be helping act it out, so be sure to watch them as I read. The story begins like this. One day in a school not very far from where most of you live, there was a teacher who decided on something very special that he wanted to teach to the students in his class. And so the next day, when all his students gathered together and took their seats, he announced to them what he was planning to do. Class, he said, the title for your lesson today is The Truth About Chocolate. Your assignment is to learn all you can and then present a report on chocolate. We'll call it The Truth About Chocolate. Of course, the class was amazed. They had never had an assignment like this before and they could hardly wait to get started. So as soon as the teacher said, class dismissed, they hurried away, anxious to get started on their research. Well, it seemed like hardly any time had passed before it was time for the class to meet again and for each student to present their reports. The teacher took his place at the front of the class and, once he had called them all to order, invited the first student to step forward and present the report. The first student up was Allison, who stepped forward and placed a large piece of poster board on the easel in front of the class with the word ingredients on it. The truth about chocolate, Allison said, is found in the ingredients. Chocolate, Allison pointed out, is a combination of sugar, cocoa butter, milk, just the right amount of salt, and an assortment of other interesting ingredients. What chocolate is all about, Allison declared, are the ingredients that make it up. That is the truth about chocolate. At this, the teacher looked thoughtful, thanked Allison for her presentation, and invited her to sit down to see the other presentations. Next came Jessie's presentation. 
As the teacher motioned for him to come up, Jesse went over to the easel and placed a large chart there for the class to see. The truth about chocolate, Jesse proclaimed, is not so much about what the actual ingredients are, but in the nutritional value they have. Within using the chart, Jesse showed them how many grams of protein, fat, and carbohydrate was in each serving of chocolate, and of course the total number of calories per serving. The real truth about chocolate, Jesse declared, is found in understanding its nutritional value. Once again, the teacher looked thoughtful, thanked Jesse for the pre presentation, and invited him to sit down so that he could see the other presentations as well. Next, it was Spencer's turn to make his presentation. When the teacher motioned for Spencer to come forward, he too went over and placed his presentation on the easel. The truth about chocolate, he said, is that it doesn't really matter what chocolate is made up of or how much nutritional value it has if no one ever buys any. So what matters the most about chocolate is the package you put it in, and you have to make it look good, otherwise nobody's going to want to buy any. At this, Spencer began to show a number of different ways that chocolate could be packaged and displayed so that it got people's attention. <laughs> Making it look good so people will want to buy it, said Spencer, is what chocolate is really all about. And so, once again, the teacher looked thoughtful, thanked Spencer for his presentation, and Spencer, as the others had before him, sat down with the rest of the class. Finally, it was time for Luke to give his report. But when the teacher invited Luke to come up front, instead of, instead of facing the class, he went up and stood before the teacher with his head down. He didn't have a poster board with charts or diagrams. He had no bag of ingredients for visual aids. All he had was a small chocolate bar. The teacher looked down at Luke and said, where, where are all your materials? Don't you have something you'd like to share about chocolate? Luke looked up at the teacher and shrugged and said, I couldn't think of any charts or diagrams or visual aids that I could bring that would work. So you don't have anything you would like to say, the teacher asked. This is a very important assignment, you know. To which Luke replied, oh yes, I do have something to say. I just don't know how to say it. Then looking up into the eyes of the teacher, Luke broke off a piece of the chocolate bar he had in his hand and offered it to the teacher. Are you trying to bribe me, the teacher asked. <laughs> oh no, said Luke but I would really appreciate it if you would take a bite. The teacher looked startled, but not knowing what else to do, and since it was, after all, a very fine-looking piece of chocolate, he took it and put it in his mouth and began to chew. Suddenly, the teacher's eyes widened, and he let out a sigh and said, Wow, this is really good. That is one of the best pieces of chocolate I have ever tasted. Do you see my problem? Luke asked. What problem is that? asked the teacher, who was enjoying the taste of the chocolate so much he'd forgotten all about the report. Well, you see, Luke said, once I tasted the chocolate, I began to realize that all the charts and packages and explanations, as helpful as they are in some ways, would never really be able to explain what it really was. The only way to really know the truth about chocolate is to break off a piece and taste it. At that, the teacher looked at Luke with astonishment, and then with a proud smile on his face, he said, yes, indeed. As good as all the other reports were, I think that you, perhaps, have understood it best of all. And with that, the teacher looked at the class and said, I hope you all have been listening, for tomorrow we will have a test on the truth about chocolate. And then with a twinkle in his eye and a broad smile, he said, now go home and study well. Class dismissed. 
So what do you all think? Does that sound like the kind of class that you would like to be a part of? What do you think eating chocolate has to do with reading the Bible and what it means for us to get to know God? That is what we'd like you to be thinking about as you listen to the rest of the service this morning. And if you haven't figured it out by then, you could probably ask your mom or dad to help you with it. You can go back to your seats now. Oh, hey, Alex. Giving up on chocolate, I see. Yeah, that was really good chocolate. But I think you forgot your wood. Well, I'm done with that. I have all I need. Oh, so what are you working on now? I've taken this radio apart. It doesn't work? No, actually it works pretty well. But I want to get a little more out of it. Well, judging by all those pieces you have in that box, I'd say you sure got a lot more out of it already. Very funny. They liked it. But like I was saying... <laughs> but like I was saying, I found this antenna in the garage, and it's a lot bigger than the one it came with, which is uh, it's around here somewhere. But the idea is, I want to take this antenna and put it on here to get more range. But the problem is, I have to make this transistor connect right into there, which I would have to get another power source for here with that circuit. You get it? Uh, no. <laughs> when did you learn to do that? Well, I'm kind of learning now. Oh. But so far, I've learned it's much easier to take it apart than it is to put it back together again. <laughs> Well, maybe if you took if you took this piece. Oh come on! No, no, no! No! It's gotta be right there. Be really careful with it. No way! No, forget it. I don't think you're being very reasonable about all this. I think I'm being very reasonable about all this. Whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on. Why don't you two take a breath and tell us what all this is about? Well, it's very simple, really. I just want to get to know Cecilina's cat a little better. No, he doesn't. He just wants to take my cat apart. Well, <sighs> I don't want to take it apart exactly. I just thought maybe the vet... Oh, yeah, right. He wants the vet to take my cat apart. What? Well, you see, it's like this. I've always been interested in cats and other animals, too. So, in fact, we've been studying them in science class. So I thought this would be a great opportunity. Opportunity? For what? To take my cat apart! Oh my. No, I don't want to take it apart exactly. I just thought, since the cat was going to have this routine surgical procedure done anyway, that maybe the vet wouldn't mind, since he already has the cat open anyway. Maybe showing me around a little, so I could see what the cat was, you know, all about inside. Forget the radio! Steven! <laughs> Sorry. See? What did I tell you? He wants to take my cat apart. Well, Cecilina, I don't think you need to worry about that. I don't think vets do that kind of stuff anyway. Oh, good. Too bad. Seems like the waste of a good opportunity to me. I don't understand you. You said you wanted to get to know my cat better, but all you wanted to do was take it apart. But I thought that's how you got to know things, by taking them apart and seeing how the pieces fit together. Well, if you're a vet, maybe that's how you learn how to help things heal. But it's not how you get to know something. A cat is more than a bunch of organs wrapped up in fur. What do what you mean? It's alive. It's a living creature. You don't get to know it by taking it apart, but by 
playing with it. Here, hold it like this. Hey, well, what's that sound it's making? It's purring. It means the cat likes you, and it likes you when you scratch its head. See, it's even purring louder now. Hey, that's cool. It likes me, huh? Yeah, and that's just the beginning of what it really needs to get to know a cat or any other living thing. Come on, let me show you what she does with the water paper at the end of a piece of string. Cool. Well, that was interesting. Yeah, it kind of makes you think. Yeah. Uh, think about what? Well, about taking things apart in order to get to know them, and maybe about the Bible and, oh, and how it's intended to be used. The B-I-B-L-E. Yes, that's the book for me. Yeah. Hey, Stephen, what do you think we go and take a chocolate break? <laughs> that children's story got to you, didn't it? You know what? I think it might have. <laughs> Sounds good to me. I, I'm always up for a chocolate break. Yeah, I like Hershey's. I like Mr. Goodbar. 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 In the beginning was the Word. The Lord God formed man from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and the man became a living being. The Lord said to me, prophesize to the breath. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath entered them. They came to life and stood upon their feet, a vast army. All scripture is God-breathed, and this is useful for teaching, rebuking, correcting, and training in righteousness. And the word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. In the past, God spoke to our forefather through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son. That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at and our hands have touched, which we, this we proclaim concerning the word of life. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. You diligently study the scriptures because you think that by them you possess eternal life. These are the scriptures that testify about me. I am the way, the truth, and the life. Now that's the best idea you've had all day. You know, I think taking a chocolate break every now and again, especially since it's Valentine's Day, yeah. it's a pretty good idea to me. You really do like that song, don't you? Kind of grows on you after a while. Pretty catchy. Yeah. Man, that looks awfully intricate and Wow, do you even understand all of that? All of it? Yeah. Uh, well, I know that that's the speaker, and that's the volume, and that's the on-off switch. But as to how all this stuff really works, I don't know. Well, whatever it is, you sure know a lot more than I do. 
But the most important part about radios is something you know just as well as I do. Really? What's that? Well, okay, guys, you're not going to get me with that all-in-one accord stuff anymore. I'm ready for you now. Oh, uh, hi, Cheyenne. I'm sorry. I was just having a little fun. Oh, uh, it's okay. Besides, it made me realize that I probably should know my Bible a bit better, so I got these. What's that you got there? Dazzling Data Bible Study Guides. I figure once I learn all this stuff, then I'll have the Bible all figured out. I mean, these things even have answers to questions that I never would even thought of. Well, there's certainly a lot of information here. Yeah, I figure once I learn all it, then I'll be safe. Safe? Yeah, I don't want to be deceived, you know, and then miss out on being ready for the end of time because of something I missed. You mean like a trick question on a test or something? Well, yeah, kinda. I mean, isn't that what the Bible is for? To give us information so we can be ready for the end of time? Which is why we need to know it so well, right? Well, yeah. It's kinda like a radio. Which is what I was just about to tell Wait, Alex. wait, hold on. No, Cheyenne, I think there's a lot more to it than that. More? This is going to be harder than I thought. So after I'm, I learn all this, there's more I need to study? Well, of course. I mean, we never get to the point where we know everything, right? I might as well just give up. No, now hold on. As important as that information is, and it is important, the Bible offers something that's a lot more than important than just data. Yeah, I mean like my radio, the more I learn about it, the more it's, I don't know, it's like you gotta, you gotta know what's actually happening inside. But you were telling me before about how it was just as, like I know just as much as, what, what was it? Yeah, 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 you know something about this radio just as much as I do. The most important part about a radio is not knowing all the details. It's knowing how to turn it on and tune it in. So the Bible is like a radio? Kind of. It's like eating chocolate or petting a cat. Or that verse from 2 Timothy 3.16 where Paul says the Bible is God-breathed. Just like, just like God breathes life into Adam and into the dry bones in Ezekiel's uh, vision, he says that the Bible is given life. It's not just all this data, but it's, it's a living thing. Man, it's... But Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. Exactly. Yeah. So the Bible is not so much about us talking about God as it is us talking to God and listening to God talk to us? Kind of like getting to know Jesus as a person. Turning on the radio. Being with a cat. Tasting chocolate. So what about these? Do I need them? Read them. Learn all you can. I mean, the more I learn about my radio, the more I'm amazed at how it works. But don't stop there. Read other stuff that people have read and what their thoughts are. Just don't forget what the Bible is truly all about. The greatest deception at the end of time won't be that you missed a little fact here or there but that she never took the time to switch the radio on. Thanks. I think I'm starting to get it now. Bye. All right, bye, bye Cheyenne. You know, I never realized how much was packed into that one little song. Me either, until we started thinking about it today. Yeah, but there's still a lot more that I don't understand. Me either. I mean, there are a lot of things 
about this radio I don't understand. I mean, I know that that's the circuit board and that's like the antenna there, but I mean, I don't really know how all the electrons work and how the electron world of subatomic particles work and, oh, there it is. Gotcha. Thank you. Well, but none of that actually explains what happens between two people when they use the radio to relay some important information. Yeah, I mean, that's the most important part of a radio, is turning it on and tuning it in. And that's like the Bible. I mean, not just the data we find inside, but what happens between God and those who love him, who read it. Yeah, and just as important it is to know the right recipe for good chocolate, or anatomy and physiology if you're going to be a vet, and, and it is important stuff. It would be just too bad to miss out on the companionship of a good pet. Or the taste of chocolate. Or the realization that when God wanted to get closer to us, he didn't just come, he didn't just send more data, he came in person. And that connecting with that God is what the Bible is really all about. Hey, I think in addition to dazzling data Bible studies, we need something like amazing grace. Well, maybe when you get done with that radio, we can start working on that. Yeah, I'm with you there. But the thing we have to remember most about this kind of thing is when we're reading the Bible, we got to have as much time with it on, uh, turned on and tuned in as we do with the back off. <laughs> and don't forget the chocolate. <laughs> I won't. Hey, wait, hold on. I think I got this thing to work. Really? Yeah. Never mind. Oh, well. Dear God, living in a world with all of these rules, regulations, and all of this information we're supposed to learn, it's kind of easy to get sucked into believing that that's all you are, too. The beautiful thing, though, that I thank you so much is the fact that you sent Jesus down to bring life to your words, not just to add on to them. You, you sent him to bring life. And thank you that you're not just this informational like data God, that you're more personal, that you're a living God. Thank you. Amen.